Hello and welcome to MindFuel, the podcast that inspires you to turn thoughts into action through thought-provoking conversation. Listen in and welcome your hosts, KJ and Chet. Hey, this is KJ, aka Mindfocus Discipline. Welcome to MindFuel. It's been a long time. My co-host, Chet, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been it a while. Been. And today it's British summer, 19 degrees, I believe, and we're enjoying the weather. But today we want to talk about arriving. What does that even mean, Chet? How did we come to this title of arriving? What does it mean to you? So for me, it's the, let's relate to the allergy of going on a flight. You know, you pack your bags. Mm-hmm. You've got some euros or some money. You've got your passport, so you've got... You're prepared. Yeah. You fly away somewhere, which is called departures. You depart from somewhere you already are. Mm-hmm. And then you fly somewhere. It might be for an hour, eight hours, ten hours. Maybe the longer the process, the better it is. We're not sure. Yeah. And then you arrive. And once you arrive, you think you've made it. It's comfortable. It's it's yeah. the place to be. It's It's better than where you come from. You know, there's so many people say... You know, England's horrible. I've got to fly somewhere. I want to go to Mauritius and Maldives and you know, all these magical places. And they feel they arrived where happiness is. Yes. But. But the flip side is you still carry your baggage. You, it's you. The problem is people think that when they move places or when they go on holiday, they forget their drama. You're only forgetting for just maybe two days. Guaranteed. This is how the human brain works. If you're stressed at home, you go on holiday to Ibiza, right? Spain, you know, Maldives, right? If you know that your relationship at home with your wife is not good, guess what? I tell you the next two days you will be thinking about that. So why don't you fix your problems? And why don't you work on yourself? Because that's the difference. Most people are afraid of working on their problems because guess what? It takes time. And when they think when they arrive to the magical place, suddenly everything will change. So we, we live in a society that rewards not working on something and suddenly you want the platter there for you without you preparing the meal. Am I wrong, Chet? Yeah, it's the destination. You're very um, outcome-driven. Yeah. Because once you're arrived, you feel that is... Uh, for, for example, it's like going to uh, New York. Yeah. Okay, so you feel arrived, but then you've got to do something. Is that what Kay just said previously? Is that you've got to do something there. Yeah. And it's up to what you do, what it will create that fulfillment and contentment. Exactly. You just feel just turning up. It's like turning up to a football match, but you've got to win the game. Yeah. Just putting the kit on, <laughs> put the boots on, you, you feel arrived. You know, it's a, a, like a rich man's, um, sorry, a rich footballer's attitude where they arrive at a club. Yeah. They sign a big contract, six years, big money. You've got to perform. You've got to have the goals and assists and have the performances to support the arrival. Yes. But what happens when you don't perform but you feel you arrived? It creates entitlement. Entitlement. And that entitlement also breeds negative emotion because you feel entitled that, okay, I'm a big shot. I'm, things are supposed to work out for me. You know, people are entitled to feel like things are supposed to work out for me without any taking any responsibility. So I think when people feel like they've arrived, they negate responsibility and ownership. So your ideal place was New York. You got there. 
that means nothing. You can take a few pictures, but then you still need to go to the, you know, you still need to travel in New York. You still need to talk to people. You still need to get a feel of the place. You know, most people only go to the touristy parts. Great. They're great because they're good, aesthetically pleasing. But do you want to get to really go to the heart of New York Hell's Kitchen? Right? That's the, that's, that's the part where you meet all the authentic New York places. But most people don't want to connect with people authentically. They want to keep it on a surface level. Totally agree because that's the comfortable level. Yeah. When you arrive, you're always going to pick the comfortable road yeah. against the uncomfortable road. Because you feel you've already fulfilled the journey. You've already gone on a bumpy road. Yeah. And people feel content to say, I've worked so hard. And I get it. You know, people work really hard to get to their destination. But then the destination, that feeling of stillness or arriving mm -hmm. somewhere will create no growth. There's no growth with stillness. No. That's right. And I think when people have arrived at that place of no growth, they start questioning, right? Why is that, KJ? I think because the human, as the human spirit is, has been created to explore. Naturally, we explore and there's curiosity. That's one thing that, that's part of our DNA. We explore and there's a curiosity. That's why we're, as human beings, we're fascinated by space because it's, it's like so unexplored. We're fascinated by the ocean. Why? Mm. There's something in us, in our DNA, that wants to know that wants to explore. So the problem is when people have arrived, they shut down their natural instinctive thing of curiosity, connection, and to explore. So when someone says I've arrived, okay, they want to retire their goal, right? Someone asks someone, what's your goal? I want to retire at 50. Okay, great. But what are you going to do when you've retired? No one talks about that. Because they feel that they've explored for 49 years. And they feel that the end game is to stop exploring. But then that never brings them happiness again. I totally agree. And that's the problem in our society. People feel that you've got to keep exploring. Yes. And then you find something. Then that's it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a very crazy thing, right? Then that's it. But then how can that be it? How can our lives be so boxed in? in? That's it. There's so much more to explore. And I think because of that, I mean, because of COVID, I think people have questioned a lot of things. You know, they've called it the great resignation. I mean, people are going to read about this in the next 10 years where, they, where, where, where they'll be reading about what happened when COVID happened. People have realized what really makes them happy. So some people have chosen family, a more family-based, balanced life where they spend more time with family. Now, there's a four-day work week. Do you remember we spoke about this, Jet? That, do you think a four-day work week ever comes in the UK? This was pre-COVID. People are like, no way, man. We, we enjoy working. But then they found out that people who work four days a week are more productive than people who work seven days a week. Why is that, Jet? What do you think? Well, that's a mindset. So, for example, mm -hmm. you know, people talked about having this extra bank holiday mm -hmm. in the summer on a continuous basis and the research says people just go out and get smashed so the beer gardens will just get full <laughs> yeah. that's not the solution no for me i would love to have a bank bank holiday like in the summer mm -hmm. whereas everything shuts down so hospitality pubs clubs yeah. everything shuts down and i like to know how society will behave <laughs> will they reconnect with our neighbors will they have barbecues will we just 
spend time walking to in the parks because that's the only things will open. How yeah. would what will happen? I think in society we just don't know how to shut down. Mm, yes. Also, we feel arriving is entertainment, pleasure. Yeah, pleasure. We need more pleasure, more dopamine yeah. to make us happier. Yeah. And the minute we have more time, so called off, we seem to be just consuming more. Consuming more food externally, mm-hmm. or consuming designer clothes, or buying more stuff, or then consuming drinks and alcohol and nightclubs. No one ever says, "I've got a day off and I'm going to be mindful of how I spend it." <laughs> That's true, because, um, like you said, human beings like the path of least resistance. So I'm gonna tell you this: when you are, because it's a consumer-driven market on purpose, because when you have when you when you when you have great food, it's a dopamine hit. When you go on Instagram and you see a good picture and you like it, and someone like it's a mm. dopamine hit, right? When you buy designer clothes, Canada goose, dopamine mm. hit. So we're living in a society that we're giving, we're getting so many hits of dopamine from external things mm. that you don't realize that you know when you take time, like you said, being mindful. When you go back and start drawing, maybe you've got a talent to draw art, right? That actually releases long-lasting dopamine doing things you enjoy. So that's the other part people are not talking about. When you do things you enjoy, it still releases dopamine and it's a long-lasting effect. But the only difference is you kind of have to do a bit more effort to get the dopamine. That's right. And you will be searching for something and also you'll have the pain of getting lost. The frustration. The frustration, the anger of being... Not good at it. You will have be a master of something. You will yeah. be just a learner. You'll be like intermediate level because it'll be painful at the start because any new learning, any new experience is very, very difficult at the start. Yeah. But to avoid it creates more pain. Yes. And I think there's a large population trying to avoid that pain of, you know, there's a lot of people that all inclusives is, is a classic format. <laughs> that didn't exist. 20 to 30 years ago where you go yeah the coach driver picks you up at a resort puts you in a hotel all the food is paid for drinks but all that all-inclusive concept is created through society say i just want to make it easy yeah but initially in the 60s and 70s going abroad was quite difficult yeah it wasn't structured as much but that's when people had a good time yeah so if you talk to anyone who had a holidays in the 70s they had a great time no one ever said it was complicated it was difficult it was just the norm yeah. When now people are portraying this so-called fixed experience because they want to arrive where it's easy. <laughs> exactly. And they want to spend a lot. You know, now it's opportunity where finances are different for different people. And yeah. holiday is almost a necessity now. It's basic. Yeah. And But it's a question of, through that investment, is there any growth happening? Are you reabsorbing the culture? Is your perspective changed? Have you learned something? which will you take home and integrate it into your family. You might learn how about nutrition or fruit or kindness or yeah. vegetables, how to cook certain things. And you brought that back in your family. I'm going to do that now. It's going to instill and improve the habits in my own environment. Because so all true. we do is to create environments of growth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So true, Chet. I'm loving what you're saying because, you know, most people when that all-inclusive is is a way of it's an escape really in honesty you want to you know when people go oh, i want you to all inclusive what are they saying they want you to be oh really wow that's a, that must have been great 
But you say something interesting. Like you said, a beach in Tunisia, a beach in Egypt. It's, it's the same thing. The only difference is just maybe my may have bigger waves. It might be a clearer beach, right? Sandy or pebbles. That's the difference. But then what's your perspective like? People feel like if they go to more holidays, the difference, holiday and traveling, two different things. If you said you've traveled, you went with the purpose of learning, growing, and bringing something back. If you go on a holiday, it's mm-hmm. a holiday. You could have just gone to your bed garden, closed your eyes, did nothing for That's two fine. days, and still be the same person. I said this to one of my clients the other day. So yeah. when you go on a holiday, you're free. You go out. Whereas, forget you're on holiday. Just, if you're going to spend, let's say, £600 on a holiday, mm-hmm. spend £600 of doing all the things that you wouldn't do in your own home. Exactly. We're going to have a full English breakfast yeah, on holiday. Yeah, then let's have a full <laughs> English breakfast in the, in Leicester. Or go to a nice bar. Or go to a country manor house and have tea there. You could do that, but you choose not to because it's too much. But when you go on holiday, yeah. you have, your purse strings are open because you've got no choice. Yeah. So it's a very interesting mindset of to for me to think about exploring. But exploring needs to be at home. Even walking down a different street that you usually walk down, you'll explore something else. You'll see something different. Getting lost yeah. is an opportunity for growth. Wow. Wow. Chet, I love that. Getting lost is an opportunity for growth because you are forced to engage your your mind and the frustration. Because most people believe in growth, but then they, they forget. Like there's a thing called growth pains. You know, when a baby is about to come, Right. You have to push. They have to push. Constructions are coming. That means you have to give birth to something. And most people believe, they don't, they don't actually understand that in order to bring something, there's a push. A push requires effort, momentum, and sometimes frustration. And when, when that baby has arrived, right, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just say, oh, well, I've arrived. Everyone who's a parent knows that's just the beginning, Right? For another journey. And I think we need to accept that life is about journeys that are continuously happening. And I think the more we accept that as as humanity, the less frustrated we'll be. I totally agree. Because so, I think frustration is just comes from a place where we've built this fantasy and it seems like it's you're chasing this dream that you can never get to. I totally agree. And you know, I feel like there's three types of people. Yeah. And I would love you to give some advice to our listeners on the three types of people because I feel there's the three key types of people that listen to the podcasts and yeah. listen to other platforms for growth. Yes. And the first ones are the searching people. Yeah. The people who are looking for their passion, something to enjoy, something mm-hmm. to love. Yes. How, what support would you give them and what strategies would you give them for them to keep searching, mm-hmm. not to give up on the searching? Yeah but also create more opportunities for them to find what they want to find. Okay. Uh, you know, that's, that's a good question, Chet. You know, I saw this, um, there was this, uh, it's, it's like a pie chart. Uh, I think it's a Japanese guy called Kagai. And that pie chart helps you to navigate and see what you're good at. So it's good. Uh, it's like a pie chart that's inter, interlinking, right? Forming union. So it's got a place where it says things you love, things you do, things you have a skill for. Everyone's got three different, everyone's got things that they're good at, all those things. But the sweet spot is the thing you love, 
and the solution that you feel people you're solving because we if you're solving something and you're enjoying the whole process and it's a skill on top of that it helps you fuel that passion and the problem is most people have a skill but then have no passion so most people can they they misconcept a talent for something so someone could be a great footballer but then maybe their passion is 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 fashion fashion mm-hmm. so the problem is people are they confusing talent and their 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 passion so what happens at the end of the day you always go back to what you're passionate mm-hmm. about so you can be a great footballer but guess who, guess what you can start an amazing ethical fashion brand so I think the problem is most people need to decide and decipher the difference between a talent and passion and what you're good at. And the sweet spot is in the middle. Good, I like that. Thank you, KJ. Yeah. Let's go to the second group. Yeah. The lost. Oof. The lost are the ones who are purposeless. Yeah. They don't know their purpose. They don't know their aims, or objectives, their strategy. How would you support those listeners? You know... They don't have their why, I'm sorry to say. They, yeah. they know what to do, but they just don't know why. I think I would try my best to change an environment. So if, if we're meeting with them one-on-one and we're the class, right? I'll be first meeting, we're meeting somewhere where, where everyone's more comfortable, where it's a, it's a normal environment, where they're comfortable. Second meeting, it should be somewhere completely different, where we're doing things that are uncomfortable, things that will get them to question. So... I would make it on purpose to change environment because when you change an environment, you change the pattern of thought. And that means I can get in a different conversation. But for people who can't necessarily change their environment because of situations, you can change your own personal environment. You know, change the small things. Because change, we believe, like when you see someone having built a house, we know that it takes a foundation, a strong foundation. Rebuild your foundation. What are your values? The reason why sometimes your, 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 your house or, you know, your life feels unstable is because your foundation hasn't been set on the right values. And I think sometimes you might need to go back and recheck your foundation. And those values is what changes everything. So for someone who's lost, I would say the first thing is to check your values. What do you fundamentally believe in in your life? What do you think your environment should be like? If your values are aligning with where you want to go, then we can move forward. What do you think, Chet? I totally agree. But it's difficult where businesses have values, but the individual... People don't talk about the individual values or family values or even couple values. Yeah. You know, people say, you know, you've got to compromise. For me, there is no compromise in anything. Yeah. You know, I think... You know, I've read this article on good relationships about compromise. Mm -hmm. I disagree. Mm Mm-hmm. Two individuals should have no compromise. They should both have the same desire to fulfill their dreams, even if they were different. Yeah. But they should both fulfill. Why should you compromise someone else's dreams? You know, I'm married to my wife. Why should my wife compromise on her dreams? Because she can fulfill mine. It doesn't work like that. And doesn't bring true joy. So therefore, the value system has to be aligned. Mm-hmm. The dreams and aspirations can be very different. Very different. So, so for me... Talk about values. What do they look like? Values will evolve and then they'll synergize and evolve. But eventually you get to a certain age and the values will be embedded. You don't even need to talk about it. Yeah. It's who you are. And they define you. They make you. Yeah. And everything what goes against that 
will be like, that's not my values. And you, you feel comfortable. And people won't question it because that's the values that you have. You stick by that. Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you, KJ. And let's go with the third group, yes, which is the <laughs> large percentage of the population I feel is on this stage, especially yeah. in the Western world. Yeah. Is the still or the arrived, the comfortable. Yeah. The people who are content. They're okay. You know, the phrase, are you okay? I'm okay. Yes. Is there any growth? No. No. It, there's lots of comfort. Yes. And there's lots of stability. Yes. And there's the habits are consistent. Yeah. What would you say for those listeners? Man. You know, the people who feel like they've arrived are the hardest people to change their minds. Mainly because they're stuck in their ways. You know what I mean? When you're stuck in your ways, it's quite hard to change your environment. But, you know, life always presents you with an opportunity. There's opportunity every day. This is what I believe. Everyone has an opportunity every day to change a thought. It's always starts with a thought. Maybe you want to do something different. Maybe like you said, walking on the different side of the road. Or you just calling that person that you, you know you fell out with 20 years ago and you don't even remember why you fell out with them. You know, doing something that is really radically uh, uncomfortable sometimes is the best way to shock people out of that place because life is always moving on even though you may choose to be content and feel like you've arrived that doesn't mean life is not going on you might be in your own bubble but the stream is still flowing and thankfully that the stream is still flowing your bubble will get interrupted whether you like it or not when people are content there's gonna be something that's gonna rattle that bubble and i feel like sometimes you before life rattles your bubble, you might as well best the bubble yourself. <laughs> and be brave. Be brave. And that comes through, you know, what KJ talked about, it's environment or experiences. They will shake up the bubble. They will poke the bubble. So think about the environment that you're in. Yeah. Who you around, who you're surrounded by, friends, family, your home, where you eat, where you drink, where you work, your friends, and then experiences. Yeah. Are you continuously having the same experiences every weekend yeah the types of restaurants bars holidays coffee shops what you're eating what you're consuming what supermarket you go is it still the same environment that you did last year or the previous year yeah if you see those habits there's no growth unfortunately so therefore that will be sustainable and the consistent will be there if you don't see your kids changing opinion or having opinion having you know, a voice. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That means a they're voice. not growing. Yeah. When I see my kids having opinion and a voice and being temperamental, and that's part of growth. Yes. I did the same at that age. Whereas the minute you become older, older, you can't change opinions. You can't because you, you just consistently, that's the way it is. But be brave, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. It's like what Steve Jobs said. Yeah. Be foolish. Yeah. yeah. If you be foolish, you're always continuously learning yes and also if you're hungry you're continuously moving forward and that instills exactly what we said yes so the late steve jobs said the same things that we're saying keep being foolish it means keep searching keep searching and if you keep hungry you're never still because you keep moving forward exactly and you know to end i also want to say this the beauty of being childlike not being childish the difference being childlike means being open the world is a new experience. There's certain things that you do not know. You know, a child, when you put them in a, 
in a jungle or somewhere new. They, they're asking questions. What's that? What's that? And the problem is we stop asking questions. The moment you stop asking questions, you already know that you have settled. Ask questions. Be childlike. Be curious. Engage your imagination. You know, Einstein said something interesting. He says logic will take you from point A to point B, but your imagination is limitless. And I think the problem is when we feel we've arrived, we stop engaging the possibility of what if. Your imagination is killed off. It's only logic. And, but the best inventions were created through what? Play in the imagination. So shift your mindset away from your reality mm-hmm. and shift it to an alternative reality, yeah. which is fueled by your imagination. Yes. So the life is limitless. Where you are today shouldn't be where you are in 10 or 5 or 15 years time. Yes. And that's up to you. Everyone's on a different journey. Yeah. And everyone's on a different journey of happiness and success where everyone in the world is trying to find the same thing. Mm-hmm. But we are not humans. Yeah. So we are humans, not not humans. <laughs> we are humans and we are one on one. It's interesting, my slip of the tongue. Are we human? What does that mean? Yeah. You know, it's quite subjective when you said we are or not humans. Are we? <laughs> are we becoming less human? That's the truth. And maybe that's something for the next podcast. Oh, wow. Love it. Thank you guys for listening in. We really appreciate if you could send us some feedback. You know where to get us. It's all on our, on our handles on MindFuel247 Instagram and MindFuel5. And thank you so much for listening in. Though it's been a while, we really appreciate you listening in. Share this with people you like, people you don't like. And people who have just arrived. Just arrived. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.